0: Bonjour, everyone, and welcome to Cassez les Lignes, the French football podcast with the accent brought to you by Breaking the Lines, football opinions curated by professionals from all around the world. Thanks for listening to Cassez les Lignes. This week is a bit of a special week for us. We are doing the Ligue 1 preview, and I'm going to be joined by Baptiste from Le Classic Pod. We're releasing four episodes where we're going to talk about all the teams in league and we decided to split those episodes uh, this preview in four uh, one episode will be about the teams fighting to avoid relegation one of them about the teams that we think will end up into the middle of the table one of them the four teams that will fight for uh, europa league and then the last one will be about the teams fighting for the title. spoiler alert Paris will be in there listen to all four episodes ask us questions tell us what you disagree on Get in touch with both um, Batista or myself. And also, of course, check the website Breaking the Lines for all the latest articles. And check the podcast of Breaking the Lines, Corta Linias. The Portuguese uh, podcast also has uh, a pretty cool preview of the season by Zach Lai. Thank you very much for listening to Casa de Ligne. Hope you enjoy those four episodes. Please subscribe, like, ask all the questions that you want. But first, music. And here we are and that's the Ligue 1 22-23 season preview Jeremy Magan of course the host here and Baptiste from The Classic Pod joining me how are you Baptiste?
1: I'm great season's coming up what was just Great time to be excited about French football.
0: Six, seven days, and uh and we're in uh and, and you've done you've done the work already. Quite quite a few amazing threads on uh on Twitter, but just well done. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's just uh it's helped me prep for this and uh <laughs> and get you know yeah, get just really enthusiastic about the up- upcoming season because I think there's a lot to like.
0: If you haven't read them, uh jump on the the classic pod on Twitter. Uh, and give a read to the to the threads that uh, Batista are doing on each club, basically uh, analyzing, um, you know, what the club is, what to expect this season. Uh, do want to watch for each club and uh, and the, the key players as well. It's uh, it's a great read. Um, so let, let let's uh, let's put the season into context. So season 20, sorry, Ligue 1, season 20 to 23 in France. Uh, I guess the the main informations are obviously. There's a World Cup in the middle of the season, November and December, um, which will mean that we're going to have, a, I guess, a, a, a winter mercato, an off-season that is going to last two months instead of uh, instead of a couple of weeks. Uh, and then at the end of the season, Ligue 1, who right now counts 20 clubs, will only count 18 clubs for 23-24. Uh, so four, four teams will be relegated and only two from Ligue 2 will come to Ligue 1, which will make... The um bottom of the table, very interesting. To talk about that that long break that we're going to have during the, the Qatar World Cup. Um, a month, a month and a half of, of interruption, and you're smiling, I'm smiling too. Uh, there'll be there'll be a, a game, uh, a boxing day game in Liga. Um, so Liga will start very quickly after the end of the mm-hmm. World Cup. Uh, but there's going to be an opportunity there for clubs to basically restart. And in the context of 14 potentially be relegated, or well, I mean, 14 being relegated at the end of the of the season, and and all the teams that are going to fight against it. There's there's that chat in France that teams are being a little bit cautious. Know that it's going to be two seasons, more than one season. Uh, and, and there's you know there's the world that heads real role when it comes to November. So straight off the back, Baptiste, um uh, how many coaches do you think get axed during that? Uh, World Cup. Let's say before the World Cup and, and during the World Cup. What's your uh, what's your gut feeling? Because you know, Liga is known for uh, changing fortune coaches a season.
1: Yeah, I've, I mean, before the World Cup, uh, I think as in the first sort of couple of, we'll be winning in the first ten games of the season. I can think of three that can <laughs> that will go, three, and I can name them. I think uh, Peter Bosch is. I mean, I have no idea. I think they'll do okay, but I think there's a disconnect there at the club for Peter Bosch. Um, Igor Tudor, I'm not saying that because I don't think he can be a good manager. I think it's just, he hasn't picked the players and um, there's a lot, it's a tough ask and there's Champions League football and Marseille is volatile. So it'd be a difficult task for anyone. And then Bruno trois, there were some weird stories coming out about, you know, first day of preseason, that fifteen players turning up and going to their president saying, "Can you please sack our manager?" <laughs> so that's never a good sign. Um, and then, so I think that's the three I can think of. And then, obviously, there'll be some opportunistic um, sackings. I think, and um, you know, it's it's interesting because I think there are some clubs that will be close to the bottom that I tend to see as quite stable, actually, and not rushing into dec- decisions, but. Even somebody like Regis Le Bris at um, at Lorient, if it doesn't start well, then you know Loïc Ferry might might cut him loose. So there, there will be a, there will be a lot of pressure. We could see a lot of changes. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's it, right? We, with those four teams being relegated, uh, presidents, owners will want to turn the tide quickly if there's a, a, a false start or you know it's not it's not going to be uh, able to forgive. I mean, we've seen last year the, the terrible starts from Toulouse and Bordeaux. Uh, and it landed them where it should have landed them, which is uh, back in Ligue 2. Yeah, I have a feeling that yeah, between between now and December, we have six, seven coaches that, that are that are gone. And the one that you mentioned, I think if they don't perform, they are definitely going to get the sack. Uh, but I also think the other way around, if, if Marseille, Lyon actually perform, it mm-hmm. will mean that Lille, Monaco, potentially Rennes won't perform. And those clubs have invested so much into their... Mm-hmm uh the that I think the coaches won't probably be given um a, a lot of flack, let alone Christophe Yeah. Um, you know, if, if he's not yeah. first with mm. ten points ahead of everybody yeah. when it comes to the World Cup and first of his group in Champions League winning seven games out of six. Uh I think uh I think he's already on a in a delicate position because he came in without the respect supposedly he doesn't get the great result he's he's not staying there much longer.
1: Yeah, I'd be less worried for Galtier in all honesty because I think they're going to, you know, they should walk all over Ligue 1. And I know he'll be judged on Champions League, but he's only got a two-year contract. So I think that will be, I mean, two-year contracts also mean that it's less expensive to sack them. But I'd be less worried for him. If somebody like Philippe Clement, the more you talk about it, if, <laughs> if if the end of the season was just a flash in a pan, um, and I don't believe it was because I think the way they played showed organization. And I don't think Chouamini is such a huge loss that they can't do well in Ligue 1. Um, so, but, you know, Ribolovlev is, you know, famously impatient and he, he nearly got rid of Clément in the first place and Paul Mitchell. And I think that well, well certainly Clément is, but I think Mitchell is still at the club. So, you know, that there's a volatile owner there ready to ready to get rid of of his uh, of his staff. I think at Rennes, I would be I know even if they don't start really positively and I've got them really high, but if they don't start really positively, I still I'd still struggle to see Genizio Sacked. I think it's they're they're one of the clubs that I would qualify as, as very stable, you know, unless it would have to be a really catastrophic start to the season, I think, for them to get rid of Genezio, but we're
0: going that. to get into those uh, those top clubs soon, but uh, but yeah, I think it, it would just take a eighth place. And when you think about it, there are seven clubs that, if they're yeah. playing well, could potentially be, be followed. Anyway, that was a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of fun to uh, to start, start us over, wondering who, who would get the act if they don't um, if they don't perform. We're going to to mention our six clubs that, I mean, potentially should change coach. The of the season, if things go the way we think they're going to go for them, because uh, we're going to uh, do that first episode on the six teams that we think we're going to have to fight it out until the very end to avoid relegation and potentially in those four. And we both think that four of them are going to survive. Give me your, your six team, just
1: So I've got Ajaccio, Clermont, Auxerre, Angers, Troyes, and Montpellier. That's my six. Oh, Montpellier. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I got Ajaccio, I got Auxerre, I got Clermont, I got Troyes, I
1: got Angers, yeah.
0: and I got Brest as my sixth yeah. team. Yeah. So the only difference that we have is Montpellier for Brest, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my thinking for Montpellier, is, and obviously a whole stomach can heal, right? But they just had such a terrible run of form at the end of last season. I know they've made some smart signings i mean they're, they're a smart club um but i don't feel like it really i think it just prolongs the status quo and i i just thought key players like year looked absolutely tired physically and mentally at the end of the season and they're very reliant on them. and now that they've lost somebody like florent mollet as well who's a key player i just think the, i don't you know like i said it's the summer can heal, and it can be it can break that dynamic, or they come back and they haven't rejuvenated, and they're and are heading downwards. And I felt more the latter than the former, unfortunately.
0: They have lost Florent Mollet. They have lost uh, Junior Samba, right back. That's probably the two um, important players that they've lost. They've lost Remi Cabela, but he didn't really play with Montpellier um, in, in the last few months. They've recruited Sako Kazri, um, Nordin, Mawata. All players that are known uh, in liga um, and then and then a player from from Nelym uh, saint luce uh, I don't have them there uh, Montpellier um simply because I think that thatlio is a very uh, a very sound coach who likes to play football and and I like to think that a team who plays football will be rewarded eventually and also I do believe in those uh, recruits I think are no uh just was itching to prove himself as a champion and just couldn't do it. And, and Montpellier, where the ball will arrive to him a bit more than in Saint Etienne, might mm. be a, a chance for him to to finally shine. I think Wabi Kazri next to Tizabani can actually do a lot of damage. Uh, and then they, they they were able to keep Mavidi. Hopefully, they can keep him yes. until uh, until the end of the um the transfer window, of course. Uh, but they were able to keep this um, this striker who has shown some premises of of real um you know football IQ, finishing uh, intelligence. Uh, and so hopefully they uh they have a good season i see them yeah mm-hmm. I see them a little bit higher uh higher up i see the IC Brest, which is uh, coached by the club by the coach that used to coach Montpellier yeah there's a um i see Brest really struggling um I, I think you know Brest is a team that last year already if it wasn't for uh, a, a bit of a um i don't know i don't know I, I don't even know how to call that like a bit of a a lucky spell from um, what's his name, uh, Bizo, the keeper. Mm. Uh, I feel like they would have had a, a very hard time um, staying up to start with. Uh, and I just, I feel like every time I see this team, I don't see the talent. Basically, I mean, they didn't finish mm. that bad last year. Um, don't get me wrong; I think they finished. what they finished just behind 12. behind Lille, so twelve, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But but I, I don't know. I feel like it was all about. Defending and and hoping for the best uh, by defending a lot, which, which is something that uh has tried to pull himself away from, yeah. uh, but I feel like he he fell right back into it. Uh, they've recruited Pierre Melou, which is a player that I actually um, that I actually rate, um, who who didn't do well in England because he went to Norwich and Norwich were relegated, and um, although he, and he played quite a bit with, with Norwich, not, not starting every single game, but he had uh, his chance yeah. and he didn't help them staying. Um, and then they've also recruited Matias um, Pereira lage from Angers, who's also, uh, I guess, the, uh, the epitome of uh, of the um, um, inconsistent player. Uh, they've recruited this young player from Celtic, Karamoko Dempele, who uh, who we're talking about offline and who made a bit of noise, um, a bit a bit younger in in his life. But um, but yeah, I just don't believe in guests. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they lost, uh, they lost Agumé as well, who was a big player for them, yeah. and and Satriano came went back after his loan, so that's that's a bit of a miss. Uh, but I, I like, I like those signings you've mentioned. I think they're they're smart, they're solid, they're solid league players. I mean, Brest aren't gonna, they're not aiming for top ten, right? They're aiming for survival, frankly. Um, but but it's interesting because for me. I, I prefer Dalolio, for example, than Zakarian in terms of style, but I feel like Dersacarian can can coax a siege mentality if it needs to from his players. While Dalolio is, you know, not a fair weather manager, but when it all goes well, it all goes really well, and when it goes badly, it goes really, really badly. And I'm not, I'm not sure, and maybe that's because he sticks to his principles, and whether that's you know, whether you have principles that you stick by or you're inflexible, I don't know. Um, but I just see him, see him in a crisis situation, finding life more difficult than someone like Derzakarion. And so that's where, between the two, I personally lean more towards Brest than Montpellier because they had a slightly better dynamic and they've got a manager that I think can you know, Ken also it has no shame in saying if I have to just park the bus for three games to get three draws, then I will do it. And those three points will save us. Whilst, whilst Dallolio is a little bit more of a, you know, football romantic, let's put it like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: play football and and who cares about the result. Mm. Yeah, I guess I was a bit harsh as far as talent in Brest, but the, the talent is there. I just don't see
1: yeah no, well.
0: Because, it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be mean to say there's no talent. You have Belke Nora, Honorar, uh, Mounier... Uh, Le Douaron, Cardona, Del Castillo—if mm. he ever comes back to his level—there uh, yeah. are players like Youssef have There are players that know how to play football. I just, yeah. I just haven't seen any of that football uh, really played last year. And defensively, mm. I don't—I don't think that they're—they're uh, they're all there. Uh, let's talk about the teams that we agreed on. <laughs> uh, I think the one that I don't have a doubt, you don't have a doubt, I don't think anybody has a doubt in the whole of France is Ajaxio. Um mm. it, it just looks like. It just looks like the club was, was not in his it's not in his era it's an era of a bigger club and it's a small familial club who's just coming back from league 2 who mm-hmm. hasn't really recruited anybody um that that is supposed to be making an impact in league uh, who when they were in league 2 um, were basically known for their for their defensive. Um, rigidity and not a great attack but the second best defense or the best defense in the league uh, and and as it's well known in France it's always hard to go to play in, in Corsica anyway uh, but mm. Ligue 1 is not Ligue 2 uh, it's a, uh, that power struggle is a bit different when it comes to Ligue 1 and, and uh, without any slight to Ligue 2 player or real professionals they won't have the same sort of uh, issue with going to play in Corsica uh, that, mm. that might happen in Ligue 2 um, so it's it's hard you know for uh, it. Olivier Pantaloni with all the uh, the affection that I can have for the for the guy it's hard to imagine him a, staying the whole season in uh, mm. in Ajaxio, although he's been there for eight years now so he's done a, he's done his job uh, for for the uh, the highland um, team uh, but it's it's very
1: complicated to see this team staying in liga mm. yeah i mean you know like you said they're not a league club and that's not i'm not saying that out of a desire to be harsh it's just based on the infrastructure um, based on you know they're not. You wouldn't see the progressive thinking that you'll see at other clubs. Um, you know it has it. Ajax, you like any Corsican clubs, and I don't want to generalize, but it clearly has its assets, right? I mean, you will get the siege mentality. You will get a really fiery atmosphere at home. Players who, are gonna give everything for the shirt. You know, you're never gonna doubt their commitment. Um, they're just lacking the quality. I mean, that, considering their means, I kind of like the thinking behind some of their signings. I mean, Romain Amouma, Thomas Mangani, those are aging players, but players who are real good professionals still have some quality. I mean, Mangani was still starting for Angers last season. He's been a very regular, consistent player in Ligue 1 for the last four or five years. And Amouma has been troubled by injuries, but when he, whenever he was able to play for Saint-Etienne, clearly he had Ligue 1 quality still. So I... You know, it's they're sort of low, uh, low risk gambles from Pantaloni and, and Ajaccio, and I, 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 I can understand the thinking behind it. I think it's just the rest of the squad. It, it's peppered with a few good players, uh, you know, and I, I think uh, that again, their signing of Mayembo from from Le Havre is is a smart one, but it's 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 difficult to know where difficult to know where the goals are going to come from it's difficult to know i think the, I, I i think that defensive record in league Two can be replicated to a certain extent in in liga and if you have a strong defense you have a chance but i just don't see any goals coming coming in and that's going to be that's going to be a real struggle i think they're just not ready
0: last year the goals are going from from castle who had been uh loaned to to actual property Proper league the striker, and was back in league now with uh, with Saint Etienne. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's not there's names that you know if you follow Ligue 1 from afar, like Courte, uh, Courtois, Coutadeur, who, who Coutadeur. Did, uh, who was great at Le Mans back in uh, back in yeah. 1992. Um, but, uh, but yes, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's complicated. I think for Adaxio and uh, and I think any anyone who follows Ligue 1 will imagine them um, going back down. We we mentioned Auxerre, so. Auxerre, I think, to me, is, is a team that will struggle, but I still see them staying in Ligue 1. Um, I do see them staying in Ligue 1, though, after they change coach. And, and that's my uh, my little caveat for, uh, for Auxerre. I think they're going to struggle at first because Jean-Marc Furlan is uh, the epitome of the romantic football coach. Uh, mm-hmm. As you were mentioning, he wants to play his style of football and he wants it to work. Uh, but Ligue 1 is not Ligue 2. Uh, they've, they've recruited... Um, I guess very, very little. Uh, they got they got Benoît Costil as a goalkeeper uh, coming from Bordeaux, so it's a lot of experience and potentially a, 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 an eagerness to get revenge after the season uh, that he had last year. So it's probably going to be um, very important for Auxerre. They've kept their main talents. Uh, you know, we're talking about Gauthier, uh, Gaetan Charbonnier, mm-hmm. although he's 33 now and he's never really proven anything in Ligue uh, 1, but but he's there. They've recruited. Uh, kaiz Ruiz the um famous former um prospect who uh, didn't translate uh, eventually mm. but, but who's only 19 years old so technically is yeah. definitely still a prospect um but, but it's a team that I think will play good football if the results don't come Furlan will get the axe and and I wouldn't be surprised if then then save themselves or you know happy surprise they work well and they end up doing enough with poor last thing I've had
1: yeah i mean they they i've predicted them as nineteenth in my league table but but i I am actually more optimistic than maybe you are about uh Furlan i think i i think there's always good and and i know that also applies to Ajax, but i think they just have a distinct lack of quality in their side, but I'm always in favor of teams who have a common thread running through their team, have a cohesion, have a style of play, and that they stick to it i mean also, I think as a fan, having been a Fulham fan and having seen our teams be completely different from being in a championship to the Premier League, I appreciate players who brought you up being given their chance. And that's because they have automatisms within the team. I think that just makes more sense. Um, so I, I think, like I said, I've got the 19th. I think they can play that way because the is still relatively open and I don't think going to Brest, for example, is is a game that they should feel particularly daunted about. I think anybody in the second half of, of the table is is fair game and and a club like Wesair should challenge that uh, should challenge those games. So I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think they have genuine quality and players who can improve. So you know Gautien's improvement has been phenomenal over the last two seasons. Um, I think players like Théo Pellenard, who was, you know, he came through mm-hmm. the ranks at Bordeaux, will be a good player. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Rizatil, who knows? That's a that's an interesting gamble. But they've got, you know, they've got decent players. You know, Gaëtan Perrin is there. I think they've augmented that with the likes of, uh, you know, uh, Shanghawa, Shangama. sorry. Uh, on a free who had a very good season seasoning so smart smart pieces of, of of business i think whether that just sets them up to make another run at Liga 1 if they get relegated i don't know but i can see a hungry talented players that fit furlan's style and so i'm i'm whilst i think they will still go down i think they'll have a real go at staying up and they might very well stay up uh, i think it's uh I'm a lot more enthusiastic about them than I am for Ajaxio, for, for example.
0: Let's talk about another team that I think we we both might put into a, a relegation zone. Or maybe you didn't actually Clermont. Mm. You lose Mohamed Bayo, um, obviously who's so important. You lose Salis Abdul Samed, mm. uh who is also um you know doing the work, Cedric Kuntunji, Akim Selatka. And then you, you recruit a flurry of players. Some of them um, should be great. Some of them we have no idea. You get Maxim Gonalon, a second youth at 33 years old. He, he was relegated with Granada and he's coming for free. Um, you get Komnen, sorry, Henrik that no one knows. But if you look quickly at his stats, when he played in, uh, in Croatia for, uh, uh, I think he's played all in all uh, three years maybe. Uh, then in Croatia, he scored 33 goals in 90 games. Um, so he he must know where the uh, where the nets are, um, and then players like Batius, Beteka, Neto Borges, uh, Moridiao. It, it looks like a recruitment. If it was from a Toulouse or a Lance, you would be ecstatic because you would think the work has been done and and there the future talent that no one knows. But we haven't really seen that last year for Clermont, uh, mm-hmm. and and we see seen instead Pascal Gastien a really resting on his core league de player that came to Ligue 1, and it worked because of this great start it worked a lot thanks to Mohamed Bayo, who's now mm. gone uh, and they haven't re- really replaced the type of player that Bayo was for them um, Clermont what, what's your feeling about them?
1: Well first of all that they're a walking miracle they, I mean the fact they stayed in liga last season playing the way they did is is exceptional I mean we you know if we way we talked about Ajaccio is the same we could talk about Clermont, they're a club that has never been built to be in Ligue 1 for whom uh, Ligue 2 is their natural home <laughs> and that's probably the, the bottom half of League 2 was probably their, their natural home so um, Philippe Gastien has done, done an amazing uh, an amazing job um, I think I, I kind of admire what they've done in a way uh, last season I think they will go about it the same way. And I think they will I think Gaston will keep his job because he's too much of a, an icon there. And a, the board is realistic. So they they um actually I had them nineteenth rather than had on nineteenth. I think it's gonna be a real struggle, but but who knows? Some key players, I know they've lost obviously, like you said, by your uh Abdul Samed and um and other other key players, but there's still some players grow one season to the next, right? If it's your if it's your debut season in top flight, you learn a lot about yourself. And if Gastian trusts those players, then um, then who are we to doubt him? But uh they've kept Kevin the, they've
0: the the kept
1: Bertomier, yeah. they yeah. who's who's old but who's talented. Yeah. So. You know, if he managed to stay up with those players last year, and I know Bayou was the headliner, the spearhead of that of that side, but, you know, Bayou also scored a decent amount of penalties that it slightly inflated. You've got to score them, but slightly inflated his goal today. I mean, the talent's there, clearly. He was, he
0: was, he was that anchor man that yeah. when you play against Clermont, you know that uh, you, can't, you can't just ignore that huge threat at front. So that was, yeah. you know, a bit of a psychological advantage, in my opinion, that they've lost, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, are they are they weaker than last season? Yes, probably. But Gaston over the last three years has shown that he can get players in who will will be successful. I mean, Bayo was nowhere three years ago, and yeah, he's sure. now moved to lose, So They'll they'll be counting on internal improvement, and he's shown that he can do that. So they'll still fall short for me, but they'll be entertaining at least. I mean, they'll. They'll have three games, three or four games a season, where they'll be hammered four or five nil. But they'll also have the odd surprise here and there. And last year, you know, they beat they beat Marseille at the Velodrome, right? So mm-hmm. they're capable of they're capable of surprising a few people still.
0: Another question mark in uh, in league this season, Angers, <laughs> school. <Cusco. laughs> They've lost some of their um, I don't know how you call them mascot. Some of their uh, most famous player, Romain Thomas. Um, we talked about Mangani, but there were also lost some of the, the young talents, uh, namely Mohamed Alicho, Cho, um, mm. Angelo Fulgini, Enzo boss, uh, Jimmy Cabo, not that young, but not that old either. Um, I, I don't know what to expect from them this season. We quickly talked about it um, off, offline before we started the pod. Uh, there's one player that I'm happy that is there, two of them, I should say, uh, Isaiah Fofana, the, the young goalkeeper, 21 years old, mm. uh under 21 international in France, uh, and him at Abdelhi, both of them coming from Le Havre, because they had a, a good season in, in League 2. But then besides mm. that, uh they've given Adrien Hunu is I don't know, third or fourth chance at doing something in uh, in France. Uh, they got Huntunji from Clermont, who who didn't do bad, didn't do great. Um mm. and, and it's a team that we said it so many times last year, if they hadn't started by six wins or something like that, they probably would have not been in Liga at the end. Uh, and, and Batikle has a lot of work to do to try and, and keep that team in League in season.
1: He's lost his whole spine. <laughs> I mean he's lost his he, he's lost Toma and Traoré at the back, who've been ever present since they've gone up and who've been genuinely solid League 1 defenders. I mean Angers have always been in a game thanks to them. He's lost his um his heart in midfield with Thomas Montgani, who's their captain. They've lost all their jewels in sort of, like you said, Fujini, Mohamed Adilsho. I mean, Shaw was still raw, but you could see the talent was there. Um, and then, play, yeah, the players like Cabo, Ibuse, and Pierre Halage. I mean, you've they've lost all those players I've named. What was that? Seven players. They would have started every game last season. So that's that's a huge task for. For Batik, and he's received players. He's uh, players who have come back as well are not interested in playing there. So, Sada Tube, uh, Bernardoni, who I'm not really sure why was kicked out in the first place, but Bernardoni, uh, is not wanted. Uh, Adioui is back, you know, Bobichon, <laughs> you know, all those players. What, what are you going to do with them? I mean, you clearly, you know, parted from them last season because you didn't value them and you can't expect those players to come to come back from disappointing loans to struggling clubs and then all of a sudden find their gear again so i think um i'm really pessimistic about about angers i think i've got them 17th but actually the more i talk about them the more i think Auxerre might have more of a chance than they do um which is a shame because they've been, for a long time, they've been a club that's done a lot of things well, that's been stable. Uh, I quite like Gérard, Gérard Batik. I think he, he showed some interesting, um, yes. know, some interesting pieces and ideas in his first season there. And he generally tried to get them on the front foot and play better football. And they were well-organized, but it's I just can't... You know, it's not a certainty in the same sense of, as Ajaccio but they're certainly in that out of the six teams we've mentioned. They're certainly They little scary. Yeah, they 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 look. They're gonna have to really finish strongly in the transfer market to, to have a chance.
0: The last team that we agreed would be fighting for for relegation, and I don't think they're relegated, but but let's see, uh, is trois uh, trois the the city football group club of mm. France, coached by Bruno Erles, trois, who lost. Um, Julian Biancone uh-huh. um, Isaac Cabore who's back on loan to Man City um, Yusuf uh, Koné, who is at Lyon but he wasn't actually that good uh, Ike Hukbo, sorry, his, who I had in mind uh, who, who's left as well um, and who we didn't really recruit anyone I mean famously they got Savio from uh, from Atletico and then chipped him to, to PSV which looked like a uh, uh-huh. dodgy city football club um, deal uh, and then yeah. they got some young players that come from um from from countries and, and footballs that we don't watch often. Jackson Pooso from Bola Vista and Andreas Bruce from uh Brunby in the in the Super League again, which again we don't we don't know what it's worth, but it's a team mm-hmm. that doesn't look like they've really um strengthened their squad. They lost a couple of players that you know had an impact last year. Um but they are the City Football Club. I don't think City Football Club would like their team to go. In second division, um, they they have a bit of continuity. They they are keeping they are keeping Romini, Kwame, uh, Dingumé. So they, they are keeping some players that um, were very important last year. They are keeping um, Adil Rami as well. Renori Bar, Renori Bar, Renori Bar, But Xavier Savalere, which uh, which mm. as well. But it is a bit of a uh, yeah, a bit of a question mark on, on Troy, and, and you mentioned that Bruno Irles would probably be one of the coaches that can get the axe. I, I, I agree with you because I don't think, like I said, I don't think the City Football Club wants his team in, uh, in second division. Uh-huh. They did it in Spain with, uh, with Giron and it only lasted one year. And then when they're back in Liga, they gave them one of the best strikers that they have in their, uh, uh, uh-huh. in, in their system with Tachi So I doubt that they're going to let um, Trois go down. I'm a bit surprised that, unlike last year, we don't have the four, five players on loan from one city um, to come and help them because I thought it was going to be a bit of the the plan. I mean, you know, the transfer is not over, and last year I think six players were loaned on on the last day of August. Um, but but you you already said that you think ERLS would get the sack, but do you think it's a team that can still uh, prevail in the end?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I was surprised by those stories about ERLS and we talked about it offline. By so. I watched their was it the penultimate game of the season that they had against PSG at the Pac des Princes, and and I thought they were excellent, and they seemed to play according to the tactics put in place, and they seemed to play for each other. So when I saw the stories come out, I was a bit surprised. I mean, Biancone uh, Caboret and Igor are big losses. They were they were very impressive. So i Igo uh, was uh, was a breath of fresh air. Uh, Ed Cavalier just had, you know, non-stop, stop legs, just, you know, galloping down his, uh, down his flank. So, they're, they're losses, but the spine of the team is still there. Um, I'm sure they, like you said, they will be propped up by a couple of City loanies. Um, so, I, I think it's pretty much more of the same, I would expect. And if If there's calm at the club and actually Irelis turns things around, then considering how they ended the season, they should they should be, you know, they should be safe. They'll always be in a relegation fight because they don't have the means to really push on. And but um, I I think they'll be safe. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting
0: to see how they go on. All right, that was our our team that are going to fight to avoid relegation, and we said it. four teams will be relegated in League 2 mm. at the end of the season, which uh, which makes this uh, this fight for survival really interesting this uh, this year in Liga. 1. Don't hesitate to ask questions when you listen to the podcast. Subscribe, listen, uh, like, go and check the Classic Pod on Twitter, uh, and, and let us know if you agree or disagree with the teams that we've mentioned into uh, our potential teams being relegated at the end of the season. Uh, stay tuned. There's another episode dropping soon where we talk about the team who will think will finish at the middle of the table. <laughs>